are listening to the Tiny Dancing Podcast from those good bad people at Avery Hill Publishing. Welcome, welcome to uh, the return of the Tiny Dancing Podcast. It's been it's been a long time. We've been away. We're back. Um, in fact, it's been so long, I think we just need to quickly have a catch-up, what we've been up to, where, where we've been, where our lives have led us. Ricky, why don't you, um, why don't you tell us where you've been? Um, well, for a short period, I was a dictator of a Middle Eastern country, but the Arab Spring... Yeah, it didn't work out so well. No. didn't work out so well. No. You can't please all the people all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have you back, though. I can keep it quite succinct. I've got a cat and I've got a car. I think that's probably all that's changed in my mm. life. And Michael, you've uh, you've resumed your uh, monastic existence by moving in with your back in with your parents. Yeah, I thought you'd bring that up. Yeah, no, no, it's, <laughs> I thought you'd bring that up. Yeah. I don't know really why. It's just felt the need. We, we need to get the facts. It's just. Um, I always, I always like you amongst tensure anyway. So and, and so on. So it's a, it's a welcome return to to Michael's um, celibate lifestyle. Are they happy to have you back? No. No yeah. one's happy about this situation, are but they, I blame the government. Are you constantly, you know, when you get in, do you have to disarm loads of rudimentary traps where they're trying to... Yes, very much so. <laughs> Mother, take the rake down. Uh, I've spotted it again. I think it's been good for your art. Definitely yes. good for your art. Yeah. Definitely good for your yeah. art. Talking of art, uh, there's been a change. There's been a change. No longer are we a, are we a rambling music blog in amongst the, the, the morass of, uh, of, of internet scribblings. Mainly um, because that wasn't very popular. I, well, I, I, I think we got into double figures in hits some weeks. Double was more than I was hoping for. Yeah, no, I, mean, I think we all exceeded our expectations. Um, so, you know, there's, once you've reached that level of popularity, it's hard to maintain it. So we stopped abruptly, um, took a long inward look, a lot of gazing out of... Windows wistfully, um, with appropriate kind of American TV music behind us. Yes, uh, and came up with the idea of of of, of a magazine, um, what we're calling an arts and comic anthology magazine, which, in all seriousness, was to kind of get something a bit a bit realer back into what we were doing, because the, I don't know how you guys found it, but the internet is just kind of you put it out there, you get the feeling people are looking at it, but no one, you don't really get any contact with the people that are potentially reading it. You don't even know if they are, they might just be nicking the song. So They weren't just nicking the songs. They were just nicking the songs, and God knows, you know, we need we need that contact. Just one comment, that's all I wanted. <laughs> one comment that wasn't from someone in Japan trying Same. to spam <laughs> to their site or something like that. We got one comment, didn't we, where it was the guy and he was like, thanks for all the free songs. Yeah, which was, uh, so that, was that, that was that was positive. You know, it was positive. I got, I got some criticism at one point. Yeah, that was Dave. <laughs> but uh, even, I, in those dark days, I welcomed even that kind of human. <laughs> it was like touch. Yeah, reaching out of a of a dark hole to the light of even if it was even if it was a scolding touch, it was still a touch. We thought we'd uh, we'd do something a bit more uh, real life, I suppose, and we're now creating our own magazine. So, um, and we're up to issue six. And we're going to talk about issue six today, Ricky. What have you? What have you got in issue six? Okay, in issue six, I have the latest episode of my ongoing serial 
Metroland, which is a science fictionalized autobiography, but also about music, London, and stuff. Just can you science fictionalize? I don't know. We are. We are. So carry on. This is my term that I've made up. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, get it into the zeitgeist. <laughs> yeah, I stopped listening after that because I was trying to work out if it was a word. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll it's, like, it's, it's a fictionalized autobiography, but I've done it through science fiction. Ah, okay. So you yeah, can probably fictionalize, can't yeah, you? Yeah, so science fictionalized. I like it. Yeah. Okay. And this issue is about Kathy, who she's an interesting character. Um, she I is, like Kathy. Yeah, I, I like Kathy as well. Um, She's not a piss take entirely. It, <laughs> it could have been a piss take, but uh, I decided I actually she's something of a she's going to be something of a hero in the overall narrative, but she's a bit nuts as well, uh, which I think probably comes through. Because I mean, there's a big plan behind all this, isn't there? You've got it all kind of mapped out. There is. Yeah, I kind of originally really? conceived it. Yeah, I couldn't. I originally conceived it as an 18 episode TV program. But then I realised no one would ever give me the money to make that TV programme, so I had to no, do it as a comic. It was, it was unlikely to get commissioned by it, the BBC. Straight off the bat, I probably need a couple of uh, other episodes of Coronation Street or something. Oh, this, especially as they're still, well, I think it's just finished, but my family lasted for about 20 years. So whilst that's their and focus, they're probably not going to go over I did actually want Robert Lindsay in it as well. So we want Lindsay. Maybe, maybe the time has uh, come. So... That all had a narrative that I plotted out, and I haven't even started on that bit yet. I'm still doing kind of a prequel stuff. Um, so there's a way to go. I think it's, I'll be right. So each one's followed a kind of theme, um, and you picked on different kind of influences in the in the certainly in the last one in issue five. Yeah, where it was kind of a you looked at the the a section of from hell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the last issue was. Um, there's a bit in the graphic novel From Hell by Alan Moore and Eddie Campbell where they go around all the Hawksmoor churches in London and they talk about them but in a slightly interesting way and I decided to do that with a lot of the uh, music venues in London um, Oh, is that all that was about? Yeah, yeah It's because you've never come out you, <laughs> you never realise these are the places we used to traipse around with, with starting regularity. Yeah. So, yeah, it was kind of a nod to that. And I tried to draw it in Eddie Campbell style, but obviously not anywhere near as good. I don't think anyone can draw Eddie Campbell no. style, in all honesty. I don't know how he manages it. Um, so, Michael, what have you got? What have you got for us in issue six? Uh, I've got my new story. Uh, I've got the title of it. <laughs> what did I call it? Michael is flicking through the issue. As oh, I called it Bad Times Ahead which I thought was quite a good title. No? Uh, and this is... Um, this is... Uh, well, frankly, I've only done this bit and I haven't got a plan beyond it, so I don't know what it's going to be about. But I suspect it may have a conspiracy and there might be aliens, but I haven't decided yet. So it's about Shelby Matthews. Our main, yeah. our main protagonist is Shelby Matthews. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a it's kind of an introduction to probably the wider story. And you know, if you don't know what's going to happen, then you know, surely the readers can never guess. So that's that's got to be a positive. No, but it's exciting that I'm going to find out. I'm excited about finding out. I'm excited as well. I'm even more excited now. Um, and the style of art that I've used is. <laughs> It's unique. <laughs> it's a unique style. That, uh, I, I actually thought it was really nice. Yeah, uh, I was quite surprised. It was, I, I, uh, it was a step up 
Well, not step up, just like a... <laughs> well, um, not, not that your parks were um, badly drawn, but they were of no, they style. But yeah, they were of style. But this, this is like... A, yeah, but this is cartoon in as well, but yeah. Uh, like quite a Yeah, I think... Is the main yeah, of the bangs? Yeah, the bangs of the bangs. Bubbles as well, surprisingly. I like your bubbles. I think your bubbles are first class. Yeah. I thought they looked a bit. It looks a bit like a shrub, as well. But it's the context. You don't have a shrub coming out of a washing machine often. No, that's true. So you know, well, you, you work with what you've got. Listen, you know, I wait till the next it. issue. Anything could happen. Listen, I looked at that and I thought bubbles. I didn't think gerbera. Okay, good. Well, um, yeah. So I think the next because um, it better be. <laughs> and you've also, uh, you've both worked on um, something new as well, it, which you'll call Entirely In Our Time. Yes. Um, essentially the idea was to, uh, if possible, lift the intellectual content of the magazine and bring clever stuff tough, to... A tough ask. Yeah. Tough yeah. Ask. <laughs> to bring clever stuff to our readers but we had to understand it all first. Uh, we're, Michael and I are both big fans of uh, In Our Time, which is a Radio 4 uh, serial with uh, Mr. Melvin Bragg. Sure, sure. Sir Melvin Sir I don't Melvin think Melvin. it is. I've, 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 I'm not sure it is. I mean, surely that man has been on it. Oh, actually, he does hang around Baron, with uh, Baron Bragg? Prince Charles and people like that quite a lot. I think he was at their wedding and stuff. Uh, he, yeah, he must have something. I, I was starting to wonder if the he deep. wasn't a sir because he's got something terrible in his locker that no one really wants to talk Possibly. about. Uh, and that's why they haven't been able to bump him up. But anyway, we decided to do a uh, two-page adaptation. You're to say that legally. <laughs> I said I was wondering. I didn't oh, say okay. that. Purely pure speculation. 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 Right. We're, we're not saying that, I'd, Melvin I'd, Bragg. Is... I'd be very happy if it wasn't true. Okay, good. Yes, yeah, so we decided to do uh, two-page adaptations of... Uh, individual episodes. And, and what have you chosen for th this first episode? I mean, it's, you've probably gone, I'm guessing, entry level, ease it in, yeah. something nice and simple. Yeah. We, we had our discussions on this. Mm. What, what, did, what did you choose, Michael, and throw at me? Imaginary numbers. Yeah. But it, that, you know, that, that easy it, to pick up. First one to do, Ricky, draw some maths. <laughs> I could have done one of the history ones or yeah, something, which would have been easier. <laughs> but I kind of like. There are, there are a lot of those. I liked the idea of giving you something to do, which I knew was going to test you to your <laughs> yeah. limit. It's what you're all about. It's about you're about pushing. Yeah, I didn't want to make it easy people. for you. So which, I mean, which is why it didn't come out as well as we'd hoped for that. No, I think it's great. I really liked it. I mean, I'm not going to say by the end of reading it, I understand imaginary numbers, but I get the impression by the end of the actual show. Yeah, yeah, if, it it makes feel, yeah, <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I don't understand. No, I, I, I kind of, it did take me about, I, I sat there, I read that script about five times mm. and had to draw it. And it was only after about the 10th that I actually understood what I was writing, let alone what the concept yeah. was. And, and I would point out that with my uh, editorial hat on, I did find an error yeah. and it was right. There was a, there was a minus sign where there should be a plus sign. No, there was an equal sign. An equal sign. That, that was a typo, though. I don't even know what they're In Michael's script, it was correct. That was my typo. Thank you. <laughs> but, you know, so that's the editor's eye. Uh, well, I think it's come out really well. And, and it looks great in the in the printed issue, which which we took delivery of yesterday. Resplendent in the centre pages. It's, it's the most beautiful issue yet, I think. Yeah, we've even got... Um, I mean, this is... The tactile nature of the cover. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, this is probably the big sell now. This is probably yeah. where we're going to lay it on you. We've got... We've got Paper that is interesting to touch. It's on the front. 
I can't even describe it. It's kind of um, bumpy. Um, it's a pleasantly bumpy cover. Pleasantly so bumpy. even if you don't like reading it, uh, you know you, you work your way through it and you think, not a lot there. You will like touching. You it. will like touching it. And you can just rub it against your face. As I'm doing now. And, yeah. I mean, we're not going to recommend anything it's else. I mean, you can rub it really long. Um, but it's pleasant. Yeah. It's, it's pleasant. Let me tell you something. Right now. Each individual copy has been rubbed against a part of each of our bodies before we sell them to you. So. There's, that's, that's the contact we were talking about. You didn't get that on the internet. No. no. You didn't get that kind of interaction. No. And neither did you want it. No. Um, but it's, it's not just what we've got in there this time. We've got... Um, a host of hardy contributors. We're just going to pick up on a few of those. What's, what's the one you want to cover, Ricky? I think it's, it's caused certain feelings in you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one I wanted to cover is called um, What Lucy Found There, which is a short story by Emma Hammond, who has contributed poems to us before. She's yep. a po- poet. Um, yes, and uh, there's a short story... With her interpretation of what happens to Lucy when she goes into Narnia and meets Mr. Tumnus, the form. Mm. And they have a nice time. They have a really nice time. I mean, I'll set the context for it. It, It's it's also going to feature in an anthology of erotic mythology that Mm -hmm. Emma's working on at the moment. Which, which she kindly contribute, contributed for us, which is quite an interesting take, and it's, I mean, I, I think it's really, I, th- I think it's really interesting, and there's, I think there's growth in this kind of erotica market. Can you call it a market? I think so. Um, Why not? The um, if if you want to find out more about the if there is an erotica market, I want to go there. Well, we're tapping it. It's probably in Greenwich. It's thinking. It wouldn't be south of the river. It wouldn't be south of the river. We're too. We're too. Yeah, uh, we're too straight laced south of the river. It would be. It would, I, I, that Bray Lane or somewhere north. No north. The filthy north. Oh, Wembley yeah. somewhere around there. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, the 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 main publication that the Emma's working on is called. Um, the Dream of the Fisherman's Wife, and I think it's coming out in a in it's due to come out mid September time. Um, you can find out more about it by looking at youngpines.tumblr.com, um, where there's a bit more about what's in it and what the brief behind it was and some of the ideas, which we've not covered in a particularly adult or intellectual way. But um, well, we're boys. It's there. But we're, we're boys. We're in a room. Um, we've got small glasses of beer. <laughs> there was only one way this would be. It, it is really good. Like we would, we wouldn't put it in there. No, it no, really it's, it's it's um, yeah. and from a from an editorial point of view, I quite enjoy putting it together. I'm sure you did. One <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to pick up on is um, another a new contributor to to Tiny Dancing, Tim Bird, who was I think is our first contributor who's got in touch with us, which was an absolute. Uh, Absolute pleasure. So uh, he'd seen some previous issues and surprise. Pleasure and surprise. Pleasure and surprise um, to get his, his joyous email one morning asking if he could submit something for the next issue. And had a look at Tim's got a website. It's um, www.timothybird.co.uk. Timothy Bird, all one word. And it's a collection of his um, strips. <laughs> Timothy Bird, one word. Timothy Bird, all one word. Little things. Little things, please. Um, <laughs> And it's a collection of his of his uh, comic strips, um, inspired by what he describes as the minutiae of city life. And for this issue, he's 
sent us a, a, a two-page comic called The Unknowable City. It's very good. Which is, yeah, I mean, I, I really love his stuff. It's it's kind of a, a really whimsical quality to it, um, which, and it, the, the ones at the moment are based in London, Tim's based in London at the moment, so obviously, you know, we've got knowledge of that, so you can kind of pick up on, on some of what I'm, the references and so on, and some of the areas he, he's, he's going to, but... Um, it's really great stuff and if you check his website out the man is a machine he's absolutely prolific you know he's, he's putting up about four or five pages a week at the moment I think which is from a webcomic point of view that should be done um, do you know how he draws it I, I feel like it's on a, some kind of computer based machine I don't know actually I've not I, I've not had the chance to meet him yet uh, although he doesn't live far from me so that should probably occur at some point but yeah I mean I think it's I think it's using I mean great times and so on don't <laughs> you, you've opened a can of worms with the little fella yeah. there? <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> pens, pens. Well, I mean, you're 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 uh, pens. Well, no, no, that's, 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 that's what goes up in your mind when you think of drawing. Isn't I'm going to be talking to uh, Stephen Horry about his computer drawing later on. So, okay, uh, so I'll would, find out more later. Like, everything in uh, point of view with uh, so stay tuned, <laughs> stay tuned for uh, for that. But I mean. Did, just touching back on yours, yours is yours is all pen and paper, isn't it? That's how you like to work. <laughs> I didn't know. You, I you still know deliver. Another way of doing you it. do. What you still deliver hard copies to Dave. What do you by hand as well. Yeah, by by hand. hand, which is again, it's, it's, it's exactly <laughs> what we wanted to do. Still wet. Still <laughs> wet from the sweat. <laughs> Did you do it on normal format paper this time, or was it no, some weird, no, no. Some weird, weird format? It wasn't is that exactly, why there's like a big gap at the top? Yeah, of the he gave me a bit of paper that was kind of like it was A4 and a bit, <laughs> it, which you must have cut down from a bigger bit of paper. Yeah, um, yeah, I might have. I don't know. Which is I just have scraps. <laughs> it's one of the rare pleasures when when I have to go and meet Michael to to pick these things up. Is what am I going to get? Is it is it going to fit on a page? Is do I have not? to stretch it? Again? Do I have to stretch it again? I would say I had to twist it slightly, right? Because it was wonky. But <laughs> details, mere details. Yeah, so do check Tim's stuff out because it is great, um, Actually, and hopefully we'll have some more of uh, his his work in future issues, uh, unless he's absolutely outraged um, with the quality and, and what we've done with it. I, I used to ruin that. Oh yeah, yeah. You just didn't draw. Yeah, that that wasn't the level of technology I was thinking of. Oh. <laughs> but I think it's like you know if you're looking at for, for handcrafted work look yeah. no further look no further because that is this is as handcrafted as, as it, it gets. gets as it gets you'd have to chop off your hands to make it more handcrafted <laughs> and, and stick them stick them on the page and you can't even photocopy it it's, it's beyond it Probably if you just pick on one more because I mean there's that's a, not fair. Like, we've moved, we've moved on. We've moved on. We even did it in tiff. We've moved on. We've wrapped against the time time, time schedule. You did do it. There. You did. You're right. And it was and, and it wasn't right, but it was a really good effort. And one more. Uh, we're just going to touch on. There. There's a lot more stuff in there, obviously. But um, if we were to talk about all of it, we'd be here all day. Plus, the other stuff's a lot better than that, so we don't. We yeah, we don't like to. We don't like to highlight our deficiencies yeah. too much. There's the other stuff's by people who can draw very, very well. Megan Ancliffe's camera obscura. Ancliffe. Yes. Um, which, it's a term I've heard before. Uh, I've seen it at school. It's a science. It's a science-based project. I think I'd go as far as saying, and I wouldn't have had any idea how to make one, well, or even a, a, achieve. Now you know. Now I know. So you just make a hole in your wall. Yep. 
And then well, I think you make a hole in the curtains, I think. Oh, okay. That's what you do. And you black, you've got to black the room out. Yeah, it'd be weird. I don't think you should make a hole in your wall. We're, we not, could we're do, definitely not advising making holes in your walls. I, kind of, I think I do in the contents. I think okay. I do. The picture yeah. clearly shows a hole in the wall. It's a wall and it's a hole. You sure that's not breaking the curtains? That's not. That's the, that is a long, mm. smooth curtain. Not sure. That is that is flush but to the wall in that case. Is that literally it? You just yeah, you put a hole in the curtain and then you get this amazing upside down effect. You have to black out the room. Black out the room. There's got to be obviously light outside because you yeah, need the light yeah. source coming through, and yeah, it projects but into, it's into the room. It's so like it's astonishing. Clear. Um, so yeah, that's just that's just a, a, a little pick of what's in the issue this month. There is more. Um, we're you know we're obviously not giving it all to you. We want you to sample it. We're keeping some back. We're keeping you keen. Now, Rick, you were saying that obviously Metroland, but this time you've also collaborated with um, Mr. Stephen Horry. Yes. On Hillary Harper. Yes. Uh, the, the latest episode of Hillary Harper, and I think you're going to have a few words with him about it. Okay. So, what made you decide to contribute a comic to Tiny Dancing? Um, I wanted to be a comics book artist when I grew up in the 90s and because I loved Marvel comics and DC comics, surprisingly enough. And um, Dave mentioned he was doing it. I hadn't drawn anything in years and years and years and years and years because I didn't have a particularly good experience studying art at college and that kind of kicked any interest that I had out of me. So I went and got a day job and didn't draw for 10 years. And then Davey mentioned the idea of doing a comic strip, and I had this loose idea. Essentially, I wanted to do something that was a bit Doctor Who, a bit um, Adam Adam, a bit, you know, one of those sort of 60s style adventure stories. And so I decided to do a comic strip again. So I got back into comics over the previous couple of years, and this sort of kind of forced me to get into drawing again properly. It was nice to have a deadline because it meant I had a reason to do something rather than sitting in my room faffing around with a pencil. Yeah, you got quite a distinct visual style to the comic strip, um, which you can see from the first issue as well. It's definitely developed since that first issue, but it's not a massive change at any point. It's, it was there quite from the beginning. Why did you decide to go in that style? Is that just like the natural way you would draw? Just Yeah, just totally how I... It just, it just came out that way. I, I kind of... I did experiment a bit around about issue three with trying to cartoonify it a lot more. And I quite liked the art on issue three. But um, it just felt a bit contrived trying to force myself into doing a style rather than doing something that came natural. And I kind of like that more realistic style. I, I used to really love um, John Ridgway's work in the late 80s, early 90s. And this kind of, well, back, back in the 90s, there was a, I, I had, a lot of stuff I did was kind of, well, it was influenced by sort of Jim Lee and sadly, I hate to admit this, but Rob Liefeld. And, you, know, that you, kind you of, should hate to admit that. Yeah, well, but, it, but I can draw feet. And... Um, He's, uh, but that's the thing. It was all, you know, that was the sort of art that was fashionable. But I used to really love that sort of really dark John Ridgway stuff, where it was very serious and very mysterious. And you know, he did lots of sort of fantastical stuff, but it always had a sort of grounding in reality. And that's kind of I followed a lot of that stuff at the time, and it's kind of just come back out, you know, ten years on. Yeah, I, th- I think that's an interesting mixture because Harper himself is quite slightly cartoonified, but there mm. is like obviously the ten inch light shading and the light sources and the cat and things they're all they are that kind of realistic style so they, they you do kind of combine those two things mm. quite well and also like you've used some kind of photo 
montages and things of a couple yeah. of issues. Yeah, I mean, it just, that was just trying to make it a bit more interesting. I mean, I, I, just, I think that might have been Dave's idea because we we we've issue five. Essentially, the previous four issues, I'd been kind of bluffing it and making it up as I going along. Wasn't very happy with the writing, and issue four was a particular thing the deer in terms of my art. Um, really hated everything I did. So um, it was kind of issue five was my an artistic hissy fit, and uh, so we were talking about I was talking about what I wanted to do, and I'd been reading a lot of Cerebus, so I quite liked the bit. I, you know, the misogynist bits are a bit iffy, but the bit where Dave Sim plonks himself into the story, um, I, just, I just found thoroughly entertaining. So I thought, well, you know, I'll just stick myself in there, have a little conversation with the character, and I was trying to think about what we could do for the background. And there was an element of the John Ridgway thing again about trying to create something that was quite blank and bizarre in the background. And talking to Davey, it was like the idea came up of, of putting stuff in the background, photos taken from the influences or from some of the stuff that was going on. So as you, you know, the very, I think it's page two, you've got some issues, some of the, sorry, some pages from the previous issues uh, making up the walls of the background. Mm -hmm. And then as you go on, there's pictures of John Kirby or there's pictures of Adam Adam or, you know, there's, when it comes to the point where the ridiculous, weird, I think you said it was like Michael Jackson gone wrong, um, <laughs> version of me takes the mask. No, that wasn't, the, that was just you, that wasn't yeah. the version of the comic. Oh, right. So yeah, so when it came to the unmasking, it made sense to you know have photos of myself. Um, so there was, you know, I just took lots of profile pictures of Facebook and used them to create all, which is kind of going along with the story, which was basically a lot of whinging. Which, which brings us to your techniques of how you actually put all that together, which we were talking about earlier, and um, was just wondering what you do from a technical point of view. Uh, is there any pen and paper that's still involved, or is it all? How do, you, how do you draw on computers? <laughs> yeah, basically. That's the question Michael had. It's evolved over the last two years. So, when I was, the first issue one was totally pencil, pen and ink, Bristol board, you know. Um, well, what about the layouts? Did you draw the uh, layouts and stuff as well? Yeah, so basically it was all done by entirely by hand, which I did quite enjoy, but the problem is with pen and ink, I'm quite slapdash and I get impatient so if I, I'd, I'd be getting impatient and the deadline would be coming up and I'd start panicking and so I'd rush and then you'd make a mistake and it's it's really hard to correct it if you do something with pen and ink. Tip -ex. Tip -ex. I use tip, -ex. use tip -ex. yeah constantly. But the thing is, yeah. You, you can probably see it actually come yeah. <laughs> some of the well, actually, There were some issues where you used tip -ex. was it you, to create like Starscape initially? Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. that looked yeah. awesome, I really liked it. Yeah, but, I thought um, that was a technique, I didn't realise yeah. you were just no, I just correcting got heavily. Him. Issue two, I got a Wacom tablet and Photoshop. What, eh? What, how does it so, work? So it, it? It's, a, it's an A5 piece of plastic, and okay. you get a, a special pen, and you draw Is your special a pen, pen, a magic <laughs> pen, a magic <laughs> computer magic pen, pen, and you draw on the tablet, and you look at the computer screen, and as you draw on the tablet, the lines you're drawing appear on the screen. Oh, the okay. And you can realise now where the screen's in the tablet. I get it. Yeah. And then... Uh, Jamie McKelvey, who did the art for Phonogram and now works on X-Men, was going on on Twitter about using this piece of software called Manga Studio, which is kind of like Photoshop. It's soft, it's drawing software, but it's entirely directed at comic strip art. So you, um, you know, you've got different layers and different pages, and it's it's totally intuitive. Whereas Photoshop isn't designed for drawing into. So if I find Photoshop, it was just like a massive learning curve. I couldn't be bothered, I just want to get started. And Manga Studio is, 
it's really obvious, you know, you've got your pencils stage, and then you click a tab and you're on the panel outline um, stage, and then you're on your inks, and then you're on tone or screen tones and, and great, you know, great effects, and then you're on to the lettering phase. So it's got a really obvious workflow, and you can have multiple layers in the same way you do on Photoshop, you've got unlimited undo. It's a lot quicker now, um, whereas before I'd probably do two, a page over two days. Um, now I can do about a page and a half of the day. I mean, the seven, the seven pages that make up issue six of Tony Dancing were done, were completely drawn over a five-day stint, and then it was just the letter and, and just tidy up, so just took an extra day at the end. Mm. It was quite which, quick in the end. Which brings us to the latest issue. Do you want to yeah. tell us about um, what Hillary has in store for himself <laughs> in this issue? So I, obviously, issue five had a hissy fit. Didn't like the writing I'd done up up till now. Decided to get someone else to write. I you you said you wanted to do well. Can I actually say what you wanted to do? Because yes, that's going to spoil part of the next issue. Hang on, I don't want to spoil it. I'm quite excited. Okay, so no, we, we can foreshadow it. We can foreshadow it. Yeah. So you had you know you wanted a kind of a opposite figure to come into it. Yeah. And I was really keen. I, yeah. As in an opposite to Hillary, as so, well. yeah. like a, yes. like a the villain, villain. and yeah. a reality, if you like. Yeah, 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 a master to his yeah. daughter. And you know, it, the whole thing's been a kind of a Doctor Who pastiche, anyway. Um, I was really keen on doing something around the dinosaurs and Crystal Palace because of uh, my family were all from South London, and they. I, so I remember going there as a child. Yeah, well, no, I just remember going there as a Crystal Palace. Palace I, I used to go there as a kid as well because my nan was from uh, yeah. Forest Hill, and well, both my nans were from Forest Hill, yeah. so yeah, we used to go there all the time. And the best thing about those dinosaurs, which is something you picked up in the script, is that they're wrong. They're, yes. Rather than being, you know, what the actual dinosaurs actually look like, they are a, a kind of um, they're, they're the Victorians' understanding of what those dinosaurs look like, rather than yeah, what they did. They're kind of the one Victorians' understanding. Yeah. Professor Richard Owen, who uh, designed these and was kind of like a consultant on them, but um, apparently he was a very unpleasant man, and uh, also all his designs were wrong, hmm. and people used to kind of mock him for so, it after they all realised that. I don't think I'm going to give too much away if I say that they're being brought to life. Yes. yes. Are they going to be brought to life? As incorrect yes. dinosaurs. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay, so this wrap this up by basically saying, um, what do you envisage as the future for Harper and and for yourself? What other stuff are you working on? Okay, so for Harper, I want to continue with some with other people writing it. Basically, I really like the work you've done, so um, want to do more of that. I think this is going to be a free parser, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So that's basically the next nine months taken care of. Yeah. Before between now and November, I need to finish part two of this. Right now, I'm working on the second part of the Beekeeper, which is a comic strip I'm doing with my friend Augustone. He's writing it. Um, the Beekeeper is a slightly depressed man who wanders around in a having a series of surreal adventures dressed as a beekeeper. Uh, we don't actually see him keep bees, and in fact, all we really yeah, see is, is mope. Does he have bees? Or is it not disclosed? Never disclosed. Could go... Could, could go either yeah. way. Mm. So, I mean... It's good. I like the first part. It's... Yeah, I mean, the thing I like about it is <laughs> everyone's described it as impenetrable. And uh, mm. it is a little bit surreal. I, 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 I think I get it, but then I end up talking to Organ and he points out some obscure reference in it that only 
he and I will understand, and I only understand it because he's told me. But it's quite fun to work on because of putting all these ridiculous references into it. And so I've got that to work on next. Um, I am doing a couple of illustrations for a couple of Doctor Who fanzines. Geek. So we're very excited about that. And you can call me a geek, but you are writing a Doctor Who yeah, comic. That's, that's probably geekier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you obviously you and I are writing a Doctor Who comic strip for a full colour fanzine, which will be my first full colour piece of comic book art. And I'm quite, I mean, I've only really recently started messing around with colour, and again, that's using Manga Studio, but then photoshopping up. What's your favourite colour? What's my favourite colour? Uh, oh, you stole my question. Uh, <laughs> I, it changes the seasons. Colour of hope. The colour of the colour the of, the colour of your face as you look up at me with that mm. beautiful smile. Grey. Yeah, grey. <laughs> when I say smile, I've got a glum, depressed, hateful smile. And we should end it there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Stephen Horry. You can follow his work in various links that I shall be adding in the comments and notes and pictures and stuff in uh, this podcast link. And I think that's just about us. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure to be back. I can Michael's little face is beaming. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd just slide just back in. It's, it's, uh, why have I got the little face? Because <laughs> you... you, you oh. Just, just to picture the scene. <laughs> yeah, you come from a family of people with little faces. It's hereditary. True. You, you know, you, you, it's just as God made you, Michael. Don't, don't. It's been <laughs> it's fun. Fact. It's fun. It's, hasn't I've it been fun? fun? I, I've had fun. Hasn't it been fun? If you want to, of course you want to buy it. Of course, after listening to this, of course you want to buy it. Um, in the show notes are everything you need to to know to be able to get an issue. It's available in Orbital Comics in London's Covent Garden. Our favourite comic shop. Our favourite comic shop in the world, bar none. Yes, uh, if you get comics and you're in London, you should go to Orbital. You should go to Orbital. It's, yeah. they're, they're fantastic. They're, they're actually really nice people as well. It, and they, they're, they're so into it. It's, um, yeah. it. It puts everyone else to shame, really. Uh, and also, Sister Way Records on Berwick Street. You can normally find some perks at the top of the counter amongst the small faces autobiographies and such. such um, is that about Michael? It's <laughs> the Gosden <laughs> the, the, the family. <laughs> a history of small faces. Um, I will just say, the, the, the main place, www.tinydancing.co.uk. And we've also um, put together a Spotify playlist, which you can find in the show notes, um, which are a couple of tracks from, from each of us of what we've been listening to. Um, can I just say that I'm putting up a um, Mark Bolan track, literally, simply because it starts with the words a one and a two and a bubba da bubba da boo boo yeah, which is reasoning. Oh, I was going to put that one up. <laughs> Never mind, I'll put <laughs> something else. So all the, all these little gems, all these hidden tiny tiny things we do for you. Um, we are doing a monthly market at the Miller in London Bridge. The first one is Saturday the twenty seventh, and then it's monthly after that. It's a um, pub as well. It's, they, it's a yeah, wonderful pub. And they, they sell cakes and stuff. Like There are stalls selling uh, vintage clothing and cakes. Vintage and cakes. art and craft stuff. Um, yeah, very <laughs> old cakes. Very um, new cakes. It's uh, all, all of life is there. And, uh, and, and they're going to get the brood awakening of, of a tiny dancing stall uh, next week. So, yeah, come and see us there. And um, until, until we speak to you next time, uh, it's goodbye from all of us. Bye. And Bye. Uh, Bye. Yeah, just
closing on the Mark Bowman song, please. <laughs> you got to do the riff. <laughs> 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 Talking 